Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. With me is State Senator Darren Bailey, a Republican candidate for governor. Senator Bailey, what's going on in the legislature? We know there's attack on parental notice, and also the governor, Governor Pritzker, wants to amend the Illinois Right of Conscience Act. Let's start with parental notice. Where's that headed? Well, no one knows right now. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I'm a little concerned that it might have already been taken care of. House Bill 3173 was brought up. It kind of it was a sleeper. It has two amendments: floor amendment number two and floor amendment number three. Uh, we stood up. In the, on the uh, Republican side, and we argued this. Floor Amendment Number Three did one little bitty thing. It inserted the word "not" in OT. It were inserted the word "not" after the word "must" on page 43, line 16. There's a simple little sentence there that says, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase. I don't know exactly what it says, but go back and look. House Bill 3173 was passed earlier uh, in the session, earlier this year. Page. 43, line 16, uh, this word not got plopped right behind the word must. So essentially what the, what the sentence said was that if a girl who is pregnant comes and tells an employee of the school, they must notify uh, the parents. Not got inserted after must. So uh, we stood up, we argued that. I vehemently argued uh, against uh, Senator Lightford. Here's the deal. Many people will not argue against Senator Lightford because she's the one that determines if your bill sees the light of day in the Senate. So many people treat her as kids' gloves. Uh, I did not do that. I stood up and I challenged her. And then, thank goodness, uh, Senator Rose behind me uh, kind of brought up the issue of this. Uh, I was arguing more on uh, Senate Bill number two, which again seems to take the parental notice away. So that's going to be voted on in the House. So I am encouraging everyone to get a hold of the Democrat House members and, and plead with them not to let 3173 with these two amendments pass. Interestingly enough, on the Illinois Association of School Boards page, they highlight floor amendment number two. They say nothing about floor amendment number three. Floor amendment number three is a dangerous one. Immediately after the vote was taken, we called for a verification because half of the seats on the Democrat Senate side were empty. We were ignored. That is a constitutional legal process as per the Senate rules. The president simply overlooked us and moved on with other business. So that's how dangerous things are in Springfield right now. Whether or not they try to attempt another literally repealing the act, I don't know. I'm concerned that if 3173 passes the House, it'll be the backdoor approach uh, to, to accomplish the same purpose. So they could outright repeal this law that is saving lives but they could also water this down, couldn't they? Correct. What's your fear there? Well, I, I fear that, uh, you know, it's given the school the, uh, the, the guidance counselor, who, who interestingly enough, we discovered, is uh, protected even by federal law, that whatever is told to the guidance counselor, the guidance counselor is protected and can offer advice uh, to these uh, young girls and steer them in the direction avoiding uh, contacts with their parents. They literally said on the Senate floor that many parents you know, don't have the capacity to deal with stuff like that. That was Those were words that were uttered on the Senate floor. So uh, we're, we're living in some very dangerous times when we hear elected officials say things like this. 
Well, we know that in California, the school nurse can take a girl during the lunch break to Planned Parenthood for an abortion without the parent's knowledge. Could that come to Illinois? Well, that's exactly what I believe this uh, 3173 does. It's yet to be determined if that's what it does. If they come out with an outright repeal and, and say that, you know, any, any, any girl at age 12 up can make their own decision, that could very well happen. But I am concerned that that is the, uh, the unintended consequences or intended consequences of a 3173. So this is a dangerous period of time. Let's say we do get through the veto session with parental notice. It's coming back in January, the attack on it, right? Not if people across Illinois step up. Everyone right now really has one thing on their mind, re-election. And the one reason why they're passing these egregious bills are because there's, uh, there's money that comes from, from special interest groups. So I will suggest that if people start getting you know, on the phone right now and calling these people all across, uh, calling all these legislators that on the other side of the aisle, uh, that they can turn some heat up because these people are indeed ultimately worried about re-election. Should you just be calling the lawmakers in your district where you live or others? Absolutely not. Essentially, my vote affects, even though I represent you know, the people in my district, my vote affects everyone in the state of Illinois. So essentially, every elected member does indeed represent and impact every Illinoisan. So you can go to ILGA.gov, click on the Senate members. It tells you if they're a Republican or Democrat. I can assure you that all re the Republicans uh, are, are against this nonsense. So uh, I would encourage everyone to go to the Democrat uh, legislator and call the Springfield office and call the home office. And then even on top of that, uh, call Governor Pritzker's office and demand uh, that he never sign or let anything see the light of day. Because here's the interesting part. We're here for veto session. Veto session has a very specific point, doesn't it? To override any vetoes that the governor cast we don't have any of those bills to discuss. And I think this is a last-ditch effort to pass some of these egregious bills. I don't think that we're going to see this stuff. Matter of fact, I don't know that we're going to meet very much because of the re-election cycle and the redistricting of the maps. Well, I want to get into the redistricting of the maps, but let me ask you this. What would the landscape of Illinois look like without parental notice? Do we become just an abortion dumping ground for instance, from out of state where they have pro-life laws in place? Well, we're essentially there now. Show up at a Planned Parenthood facility, especially the one over at uh, right across the uh, river in the Metro East. Uh, you see, uh, Cindy and I have been there many times. Recently now, there's there's uh, people driving up with Texas license plates who are there, but it's been, uh, there are more people there from Nebraska, Kentucky, Iowa, Missouri, Kansas and just a, and then a whole host of the southern states they're driving up because here in Illinois the taxpayer is paying for those abortions that's how bad it is and you mentioned something that one of the lawmakers brought up that parents really shouldn't have their say in this matter wow uh, that just blows me away well whenever they suggest that police don't know how to police 
that, uh, you know, local school boards don't know how to take care of their own local schools and parents don't know how to parent. I think that we understand full well, you know, where this is uh, going. It's interesting because when we're in the Chicagoland area and we, we meet with the Hungarian community, the Romanian community, the Polish community, the Cuban community, they come up to me and they'll just, they'll poke me in the chest and they'll say, we experienced this once and we are not going to let this happen again. And it's amazing. And in many places, especially when I talk to the Cuban community, they remind me how swiftly change took place two years in many of these uh, ethnic groups when their countries where they came from two years, everything changed. And uh, we are, they, they believe we're on that same trajectory here in the uh, United States and especially right here in Illinois. This is Marxism. It's Marxism. Call it what it is. That's exactly right. I can't understand why Democratic lawmakers in Springfield would go for repeal of parental notice when the polling shows that even pro-choice voters in Illinois favor parental notice. What's the game plan here? What's the reasoning behind this? One thing that I have discovered in my short tenure in the, the political realm, power blinds. We know that biblically, power blinds. And I just suggest everyone follow the money. You know, go to IllinoisSunshine.org, type in these legislators, start looking and following uh, who is supporting them. Many times you'll see Illinois Education Association, IEA, dumping large amounts. I, I, I can't fathom that. IEA has become a very evil organization. And, and they're partnering, usually locking arms and linking arms with Planned Parenthood. So complete destruction of our future. You destroy our young, the next generation, then you destroy the future, and uh, you can enter into this blind, ignorant power and control that they seek that we don't understand because we're all enjoying living here in this wonderful country. So if a repeal of parental notice bill hit your desk as governor, what would you do with it? Well, hopefully it would never get that far because as a governor, you know, I believe that government should educate and inform. So, you know, I'll be pointing out bad actors in the Republican Party. I'll be educating people, you know, on, on what the Democrats seek to do. I would tear that up immediately and do everything that I could to get that thing turned around if, you know, indeed I was a governor serving and, and, and working with a legislator that, uh, that would pass this nonsense. But again, as a governor, I would be standing up, informing, educating the, the people of Illinois way long before this and waking them up, waking the church up to get involved and, uh, and make the difference to be calling and, and interacting with their elected leaders. Senator Bailey, a lot of pro-life leaders are suggesting that if lawmakers repeal the Parental Notice Act, it will only lead to more sex trafficking and give a free hand to child sex predators. You agree? Yes, absolutely. I mean, doesn't that only make sense that now a 12-year-old can determine if uh, if she needs an abortion, if she needs to be on contraceptives, and, and, and her and anybody along with her could, could come into the pharmacy or a doctor's office and, and take care of business. So yes, that only makes sense. So once again, if you want to protect girls and you want to protect their unborn babies, what do we need to do? If you want to protect girls and you want to protect unborn babies, we, the church, the people, need to start, parents need to start educating, taking care of their families. The church needs to start talking about the issues. We need to start electing men and women to serve on our school boards that, uh, you know, will stand up for righteousness, stand up for goodness, stand up to protect our children. You know, that's, much of this boils down to local control. The state should not have their hands in this 
whatsoever. Local entities, local units of government, local city councils, local counties, and their police departments, they should be the ones deciding how they're going to govern and how they're going to enforce laws, how they're going to protect their children, how they're going to educate their children. And, uh, and, and like I said, you boil all that down, I believe that much of that lies within the capacity of the church to get involved and uh, I'm, I'm afraid the church is slumbering right now. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Lurick here along with State Senator Darren Bailey, Republican candidate for governor. You hear a little noise in the background. We're at the Illinois Conservative Union Conference, and we'll continue our conversation after this. He is not a female. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Admiral Rachel Levine, a man who identifies as a transgender woman, was commissioned into the U.S. Public Health Services Commission Corps. Officials called Levine's promotion historic because, they assured everyone, it's the first time a female four-star officer was given the job. Something like this is announced the way that it was, surrounded by fanfare and reporters constantly reminding us that this is a woman. It's not cynical to wonder whether the job was earned by qualification or by a PR campaign. What is unsettling is to consider that the military could promote someone more for the photo op than their abilities, and is frankly condescending to the admiral, although he didn't seem to see it that way. But the most bizarre aspect of this is the picture that celebrated the first female appointment to the Corps without a single female in the room feels a lot less like a culture that's committed to following the science and more like a culture headed through the looking glass. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. An update from Illinois Family Institute, IllinoisFamily.org. Government school sex ed that promotes multiple partners. Now they're forcing an all-school elementary school to normalize this idea that two men or two women or maybe even a throuple, three people, is just as normal as mommy and daddy. Stephen Black's First Stone Ministries provides biblical care and discipleship for the sexually broken. He has a warning. New ramped up comprehensive sex ed is also normalizing pedophilia. The idea that children should be loved at any age. So love is love. It becomes ageless. This is where the pedophilia is going to be coming in. Stay informed about Christ-centered alternatives to government schools. Go to IllinoisFamily.org and click Rescuing Our Children. IllinoisFamily.org. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here, along with State Senator Darren Bailey, Republican candidate for governor. Senator Bailey, Governor Pritzker wants to amend the Illinois Right of Conscience Act to make sure that it allows for vaccination mandates negating religious and other objections. What are your thoughts? Well, we have to ask why he seeks to amend it, because hasn't he been saying all along that he has the authority, that government has the authority, that we don't have this uh, right of protection? That's exactly what he's been saying. So uh, someone must have reminded him that there is a law in the land, that there actually is a rule in the books. And, and uh, so, yes, he'd like to amend it so that he can, uh, he believes there's a loophole that was never intended to protect the average citizen, this whole uh, act was to protect the doctors from from not doing abortions. That's what he believes it was. That is absolute nonsense. This uh, right of conscience protection act is is constitutionally held within our U.S. Constitution, and then it's even more divinely so here in the state of Illinois. But proponents of this amendment would suggest, including the ACLU, that the folks who wrote this law 
never had any idea that a pandemic is going to be hitting the world. What do you say to that? Well, I'm going to strongly disagree with that because the Illinois Emergency Management Agency Act was also written around that same time here in Illinois. And if you read that thing today, you would thought it was written just literally months before this COVID situation, you know, a year and a half ago. But instead, it was written in the mid-70s. It's been amended every year. So when we take that and combine it with what people are saying about uh, this uh, right of conscience act no there's I, I completely disagree with that well where's the legislature on this are democrats in the legislature going to follow the governor's lead it seems that way and i'm unsure it's really not been talked about much so what i do know is uh, many police officers around the state many health care workers around the state many prison guards around the state they're going to stand up and stand against this and i think they fully anticipate their elected officials you know standing up for them why do you think the governor is pushing so hard for this vaccination mandate and doing away or at least amending the Right of Conscience Act? I've said from day one that uh, follow the money. I think it has a lot to do with, uh, with money. Uh, big you pharma know, money? Big pharma money, I sure do. Right. I can't prove that, but the, all the actions lead to that. When we see each and every day the the proof of even of even you know vaccinated people still dying from COVID, still catching it again, we're seeing we're not seeing the numbers and the proof and the data and the facts that they say that they have. I'm thinking that money is a big part of this, probably the biggest part of this. But isn't there a sense of we have the power to do this, and this is a way we can control you? Yep. Again, uh, we said it earlier. Uh, Marxism, just a, how do you destroy a constitutional republic? This seems to be a pretty plausible roadmap to do that. Now here's my fear with amending the Illinois Right of Conscience Act. They'll take this little piece here and down the road they'll say, oh, we need to go a little bit further. Is that your fear? Do you share that fear? I've seen it. I've, so I've served the last two years as a state representative, and this is my first year serving as a senator, and that's exactly all that I've seen. When they tell you, uh, you know, the, the energy bill, let's look at that. Every three or four years, they come back and they chip away a little bit, and they say, okay, we're not, this is, a, this is good for the, for, you know, the rest of the term, but they keep coming back. Law enforcement, they did the exact same thing. They, they chip away, and then they, yes, they, they finally seem to come in for the final kill. So they could, down the road, by using this, this amendment, and then amending it a little further, say to a doctor, you must Absolutely. commit that abortion. Absolutely. Past presidents is what a lot of people look at. Uh, absolutely. People need to be calling their lawmakers on this, too, shouldn't they? I'm begging people, call the Springfield office, call their local office, and call the governor's office. Make three phone calls, leave a message, be polite, be courteous, and make sure that uh, your view is, uh, is represented. Fill these phone lines up. Well, the Democrats' remap plan, the courts are saying, wait a second here, what's happening? Yeah, I am so proud of our federal court that has stood up and, and made this ruling because, uh, you know, there's a constitutional process. And the only part of the process the Democrats looked at was the date. Well, you got to have the, the, the data, you got to have the truth, you know, to support the reason that you come up with a, a map by the end of uh, May. They, they threw all that out the window. They went ahead and illegally drew their own maps and, and thought that that would suffice. And thank goodness a federal court has said, you know what, no, 
uh, your maps weren't right. So basically the, the, the constitutional process wasn't followed uh, so that uh, we should, should go back now. And we, we've contended from day one that politicians should not be drawing these maps. A lot of people don't realize that in 2017, a University of Illinois college professor developed a computer program to offer an independent mapping process. No one's talking about that. Everyone thought the shield testing program was wonderful that that University of Illinois came up with recently, but everyone is ignoring this uh, mapping process. We need to take a look at that. As, As Governor Pritzker promised, let these maps be independently drawn outside of the influence of politicians who choose to pick their voters instead of the other way around. What's this mean for some lawmakers downstate where you live, et cetera? Well, that's so, so the maps that were contested were the state maps. Those were the state rep and the state senate maps. Okay. Uh, where the, the congressional maps, they're still, they, they're still within the bounds of time because they just received the data. However, the argument is the same, that politicians should not be writing. We need an independent mapping process. And all you have to do is look at the map that was presented recently uh, for the congressional maps and see how outrageous, you know, from Mary Miller's uh, potential, uh, one of one of the districts uh, from where I live, all the way uh, 378 miles up to Rockford, you know, and it curves around three other districts. Something's wrong with that. Why should the average person, Illinois voter, be concerned about this? I I think a lot of folks don't have a clue about what's going on. But this is really important, isn't it? It is. We need to be concerned about this because essentially for these districts, the, the politicians are picking their voters. Voters should be picking the politicians. You look over at the Metro East. There's a district, just a really, sliver, a really narrow district that starts at the Metro East, works its way up uh, you know through Decatur over to Champaign I think it catches a little bit of Springfield because they can look at these and pick out where these Democrat voters are at Uh, that's absolute nonsense but here's the deal here's the hope we can overcome this Uh, in just about every county in the state of Illinois I've realized that about 30 percent of the eligible voters are either not registered to vote or they're not showing up to vote and if we can get out and start getting you know, busy with this process of, of, of elections and informing people on, on who to vote for and the proper candidate and making sure people are registered to vote, making sure they show up to vote. You know, I think we can overcome a lot of this concern uh, when some of these actions are, are, you know, illegally processed. I'll wrap up with this, but I heard you speak to Crete Township Republicans recently. And one of the things you said, as governor, you're going to have the power to make appointments and this is a big thing, isn't it? It's a very big thing because uh, every agency, we wonder why DCFS is such a disaster. Well, the governor picks the director and then holds that person you know, responsible. Uh, our schools, a lot of people have forgotten that the governor handpicks the Illinois State Board of Education members. Our colleges, a lot of people forget that the governor picks, you know, the trustees over these land-grant universities. So, absolutely, being having the authority, the ability to clean house in, in, in Springfield, Illinois State Police, you know, FOID cards, chipping away at our Second Amendment rights. Let's not forget the governor chose the director of Illinois State Police. And I assure you, uh, with Governor Pritzker, that he uh, holds these people to his standards. And that's why things are so reckless as they are. How do folks connect with Darren Bailey? and uh, your campaign. 
BaileyForIllinois.com. That's our webpage. You can get on there and you can volunteer, and one of our county or regional coordinators will be in touch with you. You can check our calendar out, calendar and events. You can invite us to an event. You know, we're uh, every every Sunday we're in a different church somewhere in Illinois. So that all happens on our webpage. And then as far as the daily activity of keeping people informed as, as to what's going on in Springfield, uh, go to our Facebook page, Darren Bailey for Governor or Bailey for Illinois. All right. Thank you so much. State Senator Darren Bailey, Republican candidate for governor. God bless you and your work. And thank you folks for tuning in. Please support the work of Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action and tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.